Let's get started. Two Mishnah. Aim Ben Shilo Yerushalayim. Oh, I said it already. You missed it. You, you oh. weren't here. You, uh, weren't here. you come late, it's your foot. I just said. Make sure. I didn't. I didn't forget. All I said. Help it. I can get. Okay. Make sure. Okay. All right. Ain Ben Shilo Yerushalayim. There is no difference. We know that there was a period of time over like three hundred years when the Jewish people came to. Uh, came to Eretz Yisrael, they conquered the land, they established the Mishkan in Shiloh. Shiloh is a portion of, Yo- of uh, uh, Yosef's land and Ephraim's land. Anyway, so in ben Shil- and, uh, that, for that period of time, it was called the Mishkan Shiloh, and it was a quasi-permanent structure. It was stone walls. Okay, but it uh, was a temporary roof. They anyway, use, they use the Mishkan... and Mishkan Shiloh, you they could actually the go there the now. Midbar. Did you the Mishkan of the Midbar? No, 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 no. Special Mishkan. It was Mishkan Shiloh. It was, un- it was new. Okay? Anyway, there is no difference between the Mishkan of Shiloh and Yerushalayim, meaning the base of Migdash, Ella. The difference is, is Sheba Shiloh, Ochlin, Kachim Kalim, Omai When you want to eat Kachim Kalim, Omai in this time, it's Bichol Horoa. If I can see, then I'm, that's called being in the vicinity, and I'm allowed to eat if I can see the Mishkan from where I'm standing, then I can eat right here, my Kachim Kalim. And Yerushalayim, Lefnim and Achama, I need to be within the walls of the city of Yerushalayim. So when Shia was around, they, were, they banned uh, private bombers or not yet? Yes, there was no, that was a period of time when there was no private bombers. It was like, it was, it was the same as the Mesa English. It was a special, yeah, you could go tour it, it's actually was, a big was, tourist site, was, and there are a lot to not, see. I, what they, why don't they, Considered like as a semi-holy place because now it's anybody can enter, anybody can. Yeah, well, it was destroyed. Play. It was destroyed anyway. Okay, so that's Rishlaim Lufnim and Achoma. Vikan Vikan in both places, Kachim Kachim the highest level of sanctity of Karbanos, like let's say Achatas that only the Kohanim are eating. Necholim Lufnim and Achlam it has to be within the boundaries of of the of the Mishkan. Or the Beis Hamikdash. Now, Kiddusha Shiloh, the sanctity of Shiloh, Yesh Achrea Heter. After it was destroyed, there's a Heter. There's an allowance for the for Bamas to be became allowed after that time. So, the, in this interim period, before the Beis Hamikdash was built, after Shiloh was destroyed, people became again permitted to bring Karbanos on their own altar, private altars. Okay, became allowed. But the sanctity of Yerushalayim, even though it was destroyed, there is no allowance whatsoever, and that is the story. Now, Amar Rav Yitzchak says the Gemara. Amar Rav Yitzchak, Shamati, I've heard. Okay, so just to get a little bit of history here, there was a son of a dispute that happens. Shimon Tzadik was was the. La, was the last of the Anshei Knesset Agdola. He was himself a Kohen Gadol, mm-hmm. and he was a great man. In, uh, and he, he was called Shimon Atzadik, not for naught. Anyway, mm-hmm. so he had a son named Chanyo. Um, Chanyo was somehow lost the, the right to be the Kohen Gadol after him, and uh, he says, okay, if I'm not going to be allowed to be Kohen Gadol, then I'm going to go make my own place. And he went to Alexandria, and he built a replica of the Beis HaMikdash there in, uh, in Alexandria. And the question, and uh, basically, and it was a, uh, it was a functional, um, 
area where Karbanas were brought and everything. Okay? He had his own Kahanim. He had a whole system. Now, um, there's a big discussion whether, what, whether this was for L'shem Shamayim or was it, was it for the sake of heaven or was it uh, for Avodah Zarah? It was a discussion. Now, we're talking, Rabbi Yitzchak's understanding was that Beis Chania was L'shem Shamayim, but of course, during the time when the Beis Hamikdash was around, you're not allowed to bring anything. But if it outlasted the Beis Hamikdash, and he says, once it is no longer Beis Hamikdash, so now you can bring it wherever you want, so you would be allowed to bring Karbanos in Beis Chania. At this very day, go to Beis Chania, bring a Karban, and it's fine. That's what he said he heard. Okay? It's after the Chumban. Yes, Bisman Azeh. Okay, now, Kasavar, the reason why he felt this was okay is because it was of the opinion. First of all, it's not a house of idolatry. It's to serve God, right? Nobody ever said, when Babas are allowed, nobody said that it's only in Eretz Yisrael. That's not true. Okay? Uh, First of all, it's not a house of idolatry. And, Kasavar, the Kedusha of the Beis HaMikdash, once the base of Mikdash was destroyed, so it lost its sanctity, and therefore, any place is acceptable. It goes back to the permission of Bamos. For you have not come until now. The reason why you can bring Korbanos at, at will is because uh, you have not yet come to the Menucha, to the, period, the, to the period of resting, or to the Nachla, or the inheritance, which, what are these two places? Menucha, Shiloh, that's the Mishkan when it was in Shiloh. Nachla, Yerushalayim, that's when the base of Mikdash was around in Yerushalayim. Makish, Nachla, Menucha, we're connecting the two. Ma Menucha, just like Menucha, Yesh, Achreah, Heter, once the, the Mishkan in Shiloh was destroyed and it's a, there became an allowance, Af Nachla, Yesh, Achreah, Heter, once the base of Mikdash was destroyed, there's an allowance. So that's the story of what Rabbi Yitzchak had said that he heard. So he said to him, did you really say this? Okay, they wanted to verify from Rabbi Yitzchak directly that this, this is what he said. Did you really say this? So he told them, he told his students, Lo, I never said it. Rabbi says, so he's denying it. Now, Rabbi says, No, he definitely did say it. I can swear that he said it. I was there. I heard him say it. But Gamir learned it from him. My time at Kaderbe. What's happening now is he's he's retracting his opinion. because Ramari asked such a strong question on his on his statement that he had to retract. What did Ramari ask? To most Ramari, Ramari asked this question. What? Look at our Mishnah. Kedusha Shilu Yesh Achrehater. Kedusha Yerushalayim Ein Achrehater. That Shiloh, after it was destroyed, there's a Heter Bamos. But, but uh, Yushalayim, once it was destroyed, there is no allowance to bring Karbanos anywhere else. Okay? So that's straight up saying that, that it's not true. We don't compare the two. Okay. Well, tonight we also have another Mishnah, Mishabo Yushalayim, and that's Rabamos. Another Mishnah says that once they came to Yushalayim, the Bamos became prohibited. And it never was allowed again. And that's what the text is referring to when it says you didn't come to the Nachla yet. Nachla means, Yushalayim means the base of Mikdash. So, the question is, what's the deal over here? It seems to be that there's, the, there's no way out. Uh, what's the fact that he heard this? So tonight he happens to be that it is a Machlokas Tanoim 
whether once the base of English is destroyed, is there an allowance to bring Karbanos anywhere you want or not? So, Tanayi, it's Machlogus Tanayi. Yes. Well, number one, was the son just allowed to go and build a replica of the base of Mikdash? And number two, how long did this replica stand for? Is it still around? Or? No, obviously it must no, have been destroyed. It, no, it was destroyed, but it apparently outlasted the base of Mikdash, at least in the time of Yitzhak, he's saying it was still there. And number two, as far as... So this would be that's, theoretically the third base of Mikdash. No. But it's not, it's not really location. a base Mikdash. No, it's an exact it's just, replica. Yeah, but it could be... The point being is, is that it's like a, it, it, it qualifies as a Bama, that you can have private Bamas. Oh, okay. it, that's assuming that that's allowed. However, again, was he allowed to do that? No, clearly it was not acceptable, and he didn't, he didn't ask permission, but he still meant it, L'shem Shemayim, and therefore it wasn't idolatry. And during the time when the base of Mikdash was allowed was around, it was for sure for prohibited, and it was wrong what he did. That being said, after the destruction of the Mikdash, then it reverted to being acceptable. That's all. That's what he heard. Now, that what we're saying is, is that that's also not true, or at least according to one opinion. And that's what we're seeing now, here that there's, there's a machlokas tanoim. Tanoim, it's machlokas tanoim. The Amr Abilezer, the Tanan, the Mishnah says, Amr Abilezer, Abilezer says, Shamati, I heard, when they built the Heichal, they built temporary walls, you know, like uh, uh, around the Heichal, and, and, and temporary walls for the Azara. The difference is, they would build on the outside of the Heichal, uh, meaning they put the, these walls to, to, to separate the area, and they built it on the outside. In other words, they put the fence to the inside, and they built around it. Okay, uh, because when you're building, you're building in a sanctified area, so the azara you're allowed to stand. So they built it that part on the inside of it, and they built the other from the, the we put up the walls from the outside of it. Now, Rabbi Shua says, you're allowed to bring karbanos even if the base of English is not around. you can even eat even though the walls are not up. Now. Uh, you don't need any of the walls. The walls up or down is not relevant. The allowance still remains. Now, why? Now, what do you see? The fact that Rabbi Yehoshua is saying that the Kedusha stays even though the building is destroyed, that would basically prohibit Bamos anywhere. Okay? Which basically implies the Rebbe Lezer Savar that no, that you do need the walls to exist in order to have, uh, in order for all these things to happen. And if the walls are down, so then the kedusha is gone. Okay, once it's gone, so then the bumas would be allowed. So that's what we're saying. That maybe it's So who told you that they even aren't doing it all? The Kedusha stays. Maybe what they're each saying is what they heard. Rebbe Lezer is not asserting anything. He's just saying, I heard that when they built it, they built it this way. That's all he's saying. And Rebbe Yeshua is saying, this is what I heard. And he said, Allah on that. But you don't necessarily know that they're arguing in any way. Okay. If that's the case, why would Rebbe Lazar require the claim? If not, that you need some structure in order for Karbanas to be brought in the meantime. Rashi brings down here a fascinating thing that when they came 
to build the second base of Mikdash, it, was, it took them 23 years. So what they do all those 23 years, they didn't have uh, any korbanas being brought? No. They put up these temporary walls while the process of building, and those temporary walls served as the function of the base of Mikdash to keep it going. So you see, you need the walls. That's what it sounds like. So the Gemara says, no, no, let's use the Belma. Maybe they're not, the walls weren't really what made, what made it valid. The walls were there for, for modesty purposes. You don't want everyone you know, gawking. Uh, that's uh, basically any, any construction site. What do they do? They put up big walls around the construction site. They don't want people looking in. It's just distracting, whatever it is. This mm-hmm. idea of tzniyos, and that's the concept here. Okay, Ella Kihani tonight. At least that you're right. Those Tanam don't really show that they're arguing in that, but there are other Tanam. The Tanya the Bryce says, I'm Rabbi Shmobra Abiosi, Rishmobra Abiosi says, Lama Manu Chachamim is Elu. Why did the Chachamim specifically list that? Why, why, why we only have a, a limited list of cities that are walled cities? Oh, she- change the subject, okay. Yeah, well, we're going to tie it in. Because uh, yeah, when, when the people came up from exile, Matsus Elu, they found these cities. This is talking about in uh, second coming back after the Golis Babel. Mm-hmm. So they came in and they found these cities intact, the kitchen, and they sanctified them. Avalishonos, but the uh, but the uh, the original cities that were there from the first time around that the that Yeshua entered, that's um they became negated, Misha Bakla Aretz, once they were exiled, their sanctity was lost. Alma, what do you see? Kasavar, this Tana is saying, The sanctity was while was then while they were intact, and once they were destroyed, they lost their sanctity. And that's basically that's the Tana that would say that Besa Miglish being destroyed loses its status. Now, Veramino, we have a contradiction. This same Rabbi says, is this the only cities? That they list, and so they only list a few, a couple of cities. There's not many listed here. But look, Farnemer, we already have seen Shishimir, there were 60 cities called Chaval Argov, um, the cities of the king of, of, of Bashan, right? Oksiv, called Ela There were huge fortified cities with huge walls. Why did the Chacham list these specific cities? They sanctified them. So the Gemara says, Kitchum. Hashta, uh, they got sanctified now. So Ha'amri lo Didn't we say it doesn't need sanctification? They found these, so they listed them. But it's not only these that have a status of a walled city. If you have a tradition, what? Yes. Do you? Would it be like a principle? You need physical matter for sanctity to be manifested. That's the that could be the part of the part of the discussion here, but it's not it it, it it's a, it's not that simple because by by um, by the Mishkan in Shiloh once it was destroyed, so then it reverted back to basically nothing in terms of everything is allowed at this point, but when the base of Migdash was built, which was a permanent structure, so then it doesn't then the 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 opinion that, that the, the, the bottom line that we practice is that it, the sanctity never leaves the place, even with the destruction. Even without... Even without walls. Even without the walls. Visible. Right, even without the physical structure. But that's a unique quality to Yerushalayim only. 
So anyway, but it seems that we're saying we're trying to say here that it's that that th- this point is a matter of dispute. That's what they're arguing. Why here. could they come up and say, in the forty years the, the Jews were walking in the desert, and the Mishkan was standing there, that area, that spot was Kodesh. As soon as they moved, that spot did, did it was not Kodesh anymore. Not exactly. Kodesh anymore. Right. right. So this is more to that something. A very common example. I mean, it's the best example. That was the that was the that was the case. Yeah, no. the difference was so is that Shiloh is just a little bit longer. They stayed a little no, bit longer. No, no, no. That's for sure not the case. But they didn't build anything. It was they did. That's where you're wrong. What did they build? Shiloh was stone structure with oh, a temporary roof. Yes, it was a stone structure. It wasn't the same Mishkan. So really, the Shiloh and Yerushalayim should be exactly the same. That's so one opinion. We saw that. But the even other opinion is that they're not the quite the same. Holy. The place was holy when there was nothing. Would that the same? Would the same apply now? That like, there's nothing, nothingness, but holy. Yeah, well, that has to be something. That's what we're saying now. That that the, the, the you know the 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 area of the Beit Hamikdash where it is now. The, 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 that's a holy place. We're still saying it's a holy place. The sanctity stays there. That's why you're not allowed to walk into the that Temple Mount. Right, in certain places. That's the idea. That is exactly what we're saying. Whereas Shiloh, you can. Yeah, Shiloh lost its sanctity. And once it was destroyed, the whole Kedusha left. That's exactly the okay. difference. Anyway, if you have any tradition from from your father, that it was, to this city was walled from the time of Yeshua Benun, all these mitzvahs that are related to a walled city from the time of apply. So you, you read on the 15th in the Megillah as far as our topic goes, but as far as other topic, walls, a house in the walled city has a, you know, has a specific, very limited time when it could be sold, etc. When you can buy it back, etc. Okay. The reason why is So the problem is we got ourselves a contradiction in Rabbi Shmuel. Kasha the Rabbi Shmuel the Rabbi Shmuel. Two opinions as to what the, the students of Rabbi Shmuel argue as to what is Rabbi Shmuel's position. Okay. Alternatively, the second one was really not Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yossi, it was a different brother, Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Yossi. Omar Shalochoma. It says Lochoma. Now look how it's spelled. Lamid Vav Aleph. So yes or no? <laughs> okay. So uh, that it has a wall or does not have a wall. The answer is Avol Pishen Lo Achshav It had a wall. It had to have had a wall. But even if the currently the wall is not there, it's still. Acceptable. So that's the, that's the really Reb Lezer, Reb opinion. And that's what we're saying is that in fact that it is a machlokis. Okay. Comes to, uh, uh, back to our topic. Now, it's just uh, uh, what we're going to do with this, keep us busy for uh, uh, a number of dafim. We're going to go through the entire Megillah, basically, and learn insights and uh, ideas uh, in, in the Megillah. So there's a, uh, first we start with the introduction of Ayhi. Beginning of the Megillah starts by Hebe May Achashverosh. It so was in the day. Yeah, that's the end of that subject. It's the end of that subject. Moving on now. So right. No decision was came up. Going back to the Machlokas. We said that this Machlokas. Machlokas. Right. That's it. Finished. Yeah. Now by Hebe May It was in the days of Achashverosh. Amar Rabbi Levi. Rabbi Levi says, "Vitema Rabbi Yonason." Dovers and Misoros Bidin. We have a tradition 
go back all the way to the men of the great assembly. Anytime you see the word that's a giveaway, it's whatever, it's a bad times. There was a sign of bad How do I see that? Let's go through it. What was bad about those days of Achashverosh? There was a Haman. That's bad. It was in the time, this is the beginning of Rus, in the time of the judges, uh, the judging of the judges. Okay? There was a famine. Okay? It was the time when the man became plentiful. That was the beginning of the of the uh, whatever bad uh, bad <laughs> bad behavior, okay? Vayar Hashem ki Hashem saw that the, the I have to destroy the world. That was the time of the flood. This is by the there was when they let, went traveled uh, from the east. This is Havan here. Let's build the tower of Babel. Okay, so again, bad times, rebelling against God. It wasn't the time of Rafael, Asa Muhammad, battles. Okay, they met the angel who with the sword drawn out, he was angry at, at Yoshua. What happened? They did a, they took from the booty um, of Yericho, whatever. Um, uh, not Yericho, of I, I think. Oh. No, no, of Yericho, of Yericho. Now, next, who is that? Uh, and that was uh, the the father of Shmuel. But she was barren. Okay. Um, next, Shmuel was old. And his sons didn't follow in his path. They weren't good. They weren't well behaved. They did some things wrong. Now, what happened? Everything that was successful for David Amelech. Then Shol got jealous of David. Sorry, you're not going to build a base of So every time we see Vahi, sad things happening. But see, the problem with that is, is that there are some very positive Vahis. doesn't say It was on the eighth day. The day was such a joyous day. That was the day of the inauguration of the Mishkan. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it was so beautiful, so happy. as the day of creation. Okay, so it's it, it, you're you're tying into creation over here. So it's happy times. So the Gemara says you're right, but there's something sad there. Hashach and died on that day. Okay. Uh, it was in the 480th year, um, which was when they built the base of Migdash. Shlomo Melch built the base of Migdash. Another Rahi, when Yaakov saw us Rachel, he was happy, he was able to see Rachel. Creation, it says, Vahi. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday of creation, they're all happy times, okay? But there are many vahis that are not said. What are you talking about? So the Gemara says, Amar Ravashi, so Ravashi amends it. Kal vahi, vahi alone, ika hachi vikachi. You could go either way. Sometimes you have a happy vahi, sometimes you have a sad vahi. You have to sort of know the tune, how to pronounce it. But, um, uh, but vahi bimei, if it says vahi bimei, 
That's only Eino Ela Lashon Tsar. That's for sure it's a sign of difficulty of Tsar, pain. Chamisha Vayibi Mehabu. There are actually in the Torah, in Tanakh, all of Tanakh, it says five times Vayibi Meh. And they're all said. Vayibi Mehachashverosh. That was the time of Haman. That was when there was a famine. That was when there was a war. And those two are also sad times. So basically, all Vaibimeis are for sure sad times and has a negative thing. Okay. Next thing. Next quote. Reblevi says, furthermore. Okay. We have a tradition. Amots va'amatzia. There's two people, very similar names, Amots and Amatzia. Achim Havu. They were brothers. What's your point? It teaches or illustrates the teaching of Rashmuel Bar Nachmein, Amr Rabbi Yonasan, and then Rabbi Yonasan called Kala. Anytime a bride, Shehit Sinua Beves Chamiya, who keeps herself modest when she is in her in laws, will merit to have kings and prophets come from her. And that goes back to the story of Tamar. Yehuda saw this, saw Tamar, and he thought that she was a prostitute. Why? He kisses upon her, for she covered her face. So the Gemara is saying, that is illogical, okay? That's bad for business. Okay, if you want to entice people, you got to show what you look like. Okay. So, so why would that? So, the reason why he didn't recognize her and he thought she was somebody else was because she covered her face when she was at her in-laws. She uh, kept herself so modest. He didn't know who she was. That's how modest. But they never met her. He saw her, but sure behind the veil. He never met her. All the Muslims, no? You the right over. Yes. Question. Breve. How come you would have went with the harlot? It was it uh, was it allowed? That's a very good question. The answer the answer is is that. He wasn't, first of all, he wasn't married at the time, number one. And uh, number two, um, he wasn't, he wasn't, his wife died. His wife died, and he needed to be with the woman, and uh, that, was, that was what happened. And he was a push. We have a rule that it was a push, minashamayim, that he was pushed into this. But um, is it allowed? It's certainly not optimal. You, know, you should have gotten married. But that being said, um, didn't find the right one. He, uh, it, it was Mina so Shemai. So it's okay now? No, no, no. Are no. said that? Who was not married? No, no, I didn't say that. He didn't okay. say that. But uh, it's, dreaming, it's, not, it's not actually permissible, according to Allah, uh, the person should only have relations in the setting of marriage. That's yeah, not Allah. Yeah, yeah. But that being said, this was before the Torah was given, and maybe, you know, and there is... Maybe it was an exceptional circumstance. I don't know. Thank you. Okay. Why did you say argument on that one? Because two opinions are there. A single man, maybe he's allowed, maybe he's not allowed. Um, I know. Some people, you have to give a very clear, direct answer to. Okay. Just saying. All right. You're allowed. You're over 90. <laughs> 
Let's get too much information. Okay, Zachsa, therefore she married Vyatsumi men and Malachim and Avim. She got king come from her and prophets. Malachim, who was king from her, David, me David. Nevi'im, Dam Reblevi, Mishra's Bidenu, Mayavasenu. It's based on this Reblevi. We have a tradition. Amotzva Matya, Achimayu, they were brothers. So Amatya was a king. Amotz was the father of Yeshaya, who was the Navi. Okay, Uchsiv Chazon Yeshayo, Ben Amotz. There you go. Okay. Vamra Blevi, another member from Reblevi, another stem from Blevi. We have a tradition. Makam Aron, Enum and Amida. The Aron took no space up. Tanya Namiach, the price supports this. Aron, Sha'asa Moshe, Yeshua, Esra Amos, Lechoruach. It was 10 Amos. You can measure to every direction and it'll measure 10 Amos. That's impossible because the whole place was 20. So it was a miracle. It didn't take up any space. The whole thing was Esra Mama. Where could the Aron be? It was miracle. It was all miraculous, kind of like a hologram, whatever. It took up no space. Okay. Rabbi Yonason Pasach, okay, now we're getting into intros to the base, to the whole, uh, to, to, the, to the Megillah. So Rabbi Yonason Pasach, when he wanted to teach about the, the Megillah, he would start with an intro. What was his intro? This. They come to Alehem, I will stand up on them. They chrati lebavel, and I will get rid from Bavel, to cut off from Bavel. Shame, a name, vishair. What so I'm going to basically give Babel a lot of punishment for having destroyed the base of Migdash. Now, no Hashem says God. Now, shame Zaksav. They lost their writing. She'er Zelashon. They don't have a language. It's a borrowed language. Nin. What is that? Malchus. That's kingship. Vinechad and Zu Vashti. That's Vashti. So there you go. There's a hint that the granddaughter of of she was actually the granddaughter of. Uh, of Nebuchadnezzar, and she ended up getting killed, and that was the fulfillment of this verse. Okay, and uh, so the Bava lost the kingship to Persia. Okay, now Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmani Pasach Lapiskol Hayparshas Tamiach. Another source: Tachas Hanatzutz Yalev Rosh Pesachas Hasirpad Yalev Hadas. What is this going on? Tachas Hanatzutz. What is that? Tachas Haman Harasha. Naatzutz is Haman Harasha. Now Naatzutz. What does that mean? Shas of Atzma Avodazara. For uh, for he made himself into an idol. He made everyone bow down to him to worship him. Mm-hmm. Of course, Mordechai wasn't going to do that, right? Naatzutz. You see, is being used as a terminology for idolatry. Okay. Yalav Rosh. What came in his place? Virosh. Who is Virosh? Is that Mordechai? That's Mordechai. He took his spot. When he became the chief advisor to the king. For he was the first of all incense. Rosh. What's the first of them? Mordoror. Now, what is Mordoror? Mordechai. Which is Mordechai. The Targum, the translation, Aramaic translation of the word Mordoror, which is the first of the spices, is Mordechai. Okay. Tachas Hasirpad. What is Sirpat? Tachas Vashti. That's instead of Vashti or Rishad, the evil Vashti. Bas Binosh of Nuchanetzar Rasha, who was the granddaughter of, uh, of Nebuchadnezzar. 
the Rasha, Shesaraf Rafid Bespez Hashem, who destroyed, who burnt, that's what Sirpad is a, is a contracted so. word of Saraf Rafid Bespez Hashem, um, that's the word Rafidaso. So, in a way, Sirpad is burning the base of Migdash. Yale Hadas, who took over? Hadas. What is Hadas? Esther. That's Zoester. This is Esther. Hatzadekes, the righteous Esther. Shenikris Hadas, who's called Hadasa Shenemar. But Yomain is Hadasa. Right, uh, that that was her other name. She had two names. One was Esther, the other one was Hadasa. Hadasa. What? It's very nice. What are you talking about? It smells beautiful. Yeah, the myrtle branch. Okay. That's the thing, the days of Purim, and that's the story. Next. Oh, we're running out of time. You know, we'll stop over here. Continue from this tomorrow. Shko.